Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Lamb. I know you've all been waiting for our uh, delayed review, but we are here to give it to you today and also Dune. But uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hi, everyone. This is Dylan. And this is Monica. Whoa, we got a new person, and I'm Michael. Uh, not that new. I mean, what, what, when was the last time you were on, Monica? You were here for uh, the, Oscars? the Oscars two years ago, like 2019, I want to say. Back when we did Oscar shows. Yeah, rip. A, a recurring <laughs> guest star. Yes, a mm-hmm. recurring guest star of uh, Oscar season and other. You've been on. You've been on a few times, handful of times. Uh, no, so, yeah. I've only been on on the on the Oscar shows, which oh, is it? fine because yeah. Which is fine because obviously Oscar Isaac is in Dune, so I oh, guess we're keeping so the Oscar. Oh, look at that! <laughs> see, see, she's ready, ready with the ready with the uh, the link. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That was the exact uh, reason why we had you on this one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Dune. Obviously, uh, that's the big release this week, and we all three saw Lamb a couple weeks back, and we gave you ample time to go see it and not get spoiled. Um, so we'll be getting to that too. But uh, anyway, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we always remember, Dylan, our pickle of the week. There we go. That was cheating. I know. <laughs> it's really cheating because normally it's a three-person thing, Monica, but uh, oh. Ron's gone. So I know. And we you try know. and say it in the right sequence, but yeah, without, and it without planning. Never works. And we've never done it the right <laughs> way before, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it's it's not fine. But um, you know what? We did it really fine. No, even in person when we recorded it, it for Ron's last episode, we didn't do it right. You know, we're just it's almost we're just like not... planning helps things. I mean, why would we do that though? Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so my pickle this week is going to be um a game, the new Dungeons and Dragons book, uh, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, is out at Bedrock City, uh, uh yesterday, but uh today, uh, as of this recording. So yeah, come down and get that one. It's the new um, dragon compendium, adding a bunch of dragons into um, D and D, putting the putting the dun- the dragons into the D and D, if you will. Yeah, it's my, exciting. My pickle is a DC book, believe it or not. Ooh. It is DC versus vampires number one. I thought it was a really fun read. It's kind of I think you'd like it if you enjoyed like Injustice or Deceased or something like that. It's a I don't think it's in continuity, but the world is being ravaged. I can't by vampires. imagine it would be. No, and they like <laughs> brutally kill characters. So I don't think it. I don't think it is. But it's drawn by Otto Schmidt, who I really like. Written by Tinian and Matthew oh. Rosenberg, who I like as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I read the first issue. It did feel a little bit like setup, but I'm excited to read more. All right, awesome. and my pickle of the week is uh, the Paper Girls Omnibus. Great yes. paperback. Yes out um i like the story a lot um i need to catch up but it's a it's a lot of fun if you like stranger things that's the way to go even though it's set in the 90s um and also here's here's my plug for the amazon tv show paper girls done by christopher cantwell and christopher rogers who also did home catch fire which is also a great show so (laughs) is that wait is that is that out yet no No. okay i was like i'm done i feel like i've had a stroke for a second. It's like, no. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Um, excellent. Well, um, this is also, we got to make sure that we um, always remember our good ones section. Uh, forever uh, memorializing Ron since uh, he is no longer with us on the show. Um, rest in power, King. 
Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> Monica, <laughs> Ron's not dead. For those of you that uh, are new, Ron's not dead. He just uh, quit. Um, but uh, anyway, he used to have a section after the pickle of the week called good ones where he would uh, good with an E. Uh, where he would l- list the number ones that are coming out this week if you want to have a good jumping on point. So we're going to try to continue that in his honor. Uh, last week, it was a bit of a mess because um, we, we we didn't ask him how he did it or how he generated the list. So we were, it was it was a big, a big mess. So hopefully a, a little bit less of a mess this week. Um, from Aftershock, we have Cross to Bear, number one. Um, and I'm not going to do publishers. What am I doing? Victor Crowley's Hatchet, uh, Halloween 3, number one. We actually got that one at Clear Lake. Um, we have... This is already a mess. It's no good. Popstar Assassin, number one. We have uh, a bunch of second print number ones. House of Slaughter, number one, is probably the big number one of the week. That's the big Something is Killing the Children uh, spinoff book. Uh, Big, big, big book. Uh, Make sure you come in and get that um, on Wednesday, because I'm sure it won't be here. Um, Hellboy, the Silver Lantern Club, number one, new Hellboy mini. Um, we have Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, number one. We have Batman, Fortnite Foundation, although I'm sure that's gone everywhere. Um, Batman, Long Halloween special, number one. DC Vampires, number one. Oh, boy. Task Force Z, number one. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's how we do it. Um, I think. Am I am I missing anything? Um, in Okay. Oh, Ant, number one. Can't forget. Oh, no, wait. That does mm. That does come out this week. That was last week, but now it's this week because image is weird. Um, there's that one. And then we also have from Marvel, Darkhold Blade. Well, number one, we have, that's it. That's the number one. <laughs> come down again. All right. We got to figure out, I'm, I have to call Ron. Say, how'd you, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? So smooth. Miss you already, Ron. But um, this is also the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. But let's get into our events. Do we have any events this week? I want to thank everybody who came out to Keyforge this past Friday. Um, it was a ton of fun. Um, for our Halloween event, uh, we did the randomized, you know, drawing of sets and it was a ton of fun. Um, but this, I'll give you the November events because Clear Lake has no more events uh, for the month. In November, uh, our Keyforge dates are the 5th and the 19th. And then on the 20th, Saturday, we have Paint Night. Miniature Paint Night is back. where We are painting the Death Tyrant. It's an undead beholder. Um, you do need to prepay this time because demand is a lot higher um space is limited so make sure you come down and prepay in store for uh your kit that's going to be uh again saturday november the 20th at 6 p.m to 10 p.m um ish yeah and also you don't have to get there right at six you can come a little bit late no big deal um but that's all i've got for for this month i got a couple things i know you do all right um i'll get them quickly i have a live sale tonight it's, the, it's only going to be two hours, but it's a 50% off one. There's like 700 books. Um, almost, most of them are, are half serious? off. Yeah, there's a lot. We're not going to get through all of them, but we're going to go through. We're going to do it really fast. So it's going to be like a two hour speed round thing. That's tonight at 7 p.m. on our Facebook page. And then the day after that, Thursday, there's the super secret, not mentioned anywhere else, um, live sale event in person 
at the Galleria area store. Um, all you need to do is be in the group and you can learn the details about that. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then the day after that is the beginning of the Halloween sale at all stores, Friday through Sunday. Everything's yes. on sale. What's your favorite department on sale, Michael and Monica? Um, I'm going to say gaming. 25% gaming. off. Obviously. Uh, graphic novels man i agree <laughs> that's Get the that paper I mean, girls the omnibus mm-hmm. probably like 60 bucks instead of 100 right it's i mean yeah or whatever it is yeah something mm-hmm. like that um back issues are half off toys are 25 to 50 basically everything else is 25 to 50 except sideshow collectibles distributed items which are 20 percent right. off um that includes hot toys um but i'm really excited about that that is like i said all locations friday through sunday and then we have on November 12th, we're setting up at, oh, wait, no, before that, this Saturday at No Label Brewery, they're launching our next collaboration beer. Um, it's called, it's revealed, right? Yeah, I can talk um, about it. It's yeah. called Golden Knight. They revealed it like half an hour ago. Um, okay, it, is the, it is the sequel to Up, Up, and Away. It features a, a character who um, could may or may not be inspired by batman i don't know <laughs> um the first one may or may not have been superman-esque who knows I don't know what you're talking about yeah i don't know yeah um you know what's funny is we okay so we designed and thought about this can a very long time ago and it it looks a little bit like a uh like a knight batman you know like a medieval golden oh okay oh um, how timely yeah and then like a few weeks ago dc revealed their um What's it called? Their oh, their medieval the 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 dark tales, thing. yeah yeah I that. And sure enough, it's it like, has a night Batman in it. Um, but I have evidence that we did it before that was revealed. I have emails. Okay, you have Dylan has the receipts. Okay, <laughs> I have the receipts. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be only there. It's not like an HB or or anything yet. It will be at some point, but it's gonna be at the brewery um, and at the Thursday event too. Um, and then on November 12th, we will be setting up at Asia Night Market, which they have food, vendors, music, stuff like that. And we're going to be set up there with anime, manga, import items, and like actual manga books and stuff. Um, that's November 12th. And then November 20th, there's a signing at the Sugarland store. His name is John Swayze. He is a voice actor, um, most well known for voicing All for One and My Hero Academia and a plethora of other shows. And he's going to be at the Sugarland store from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can get a free comic book day My Hero Academia book just for showing up, and you can get it signed for free, or you can get additional things signed. Um, based it's a on nice long started. signing. I like that. Yeah, he's going to be there for a while. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Also, that's very cool. Uh, I, I know um, one of my employees is uh, requesting to be off that day so that he can go get some stuff signed. Um, you can guess who. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so we're going to get into the watch list where we uh, talk about the things that we watched this week. Um, and other than Dune, uh, we well, Okay. Dylan and I also watched Dune what, two weeks ago at this point. Um, I don't even really remember. 10, 10 14 days ago. Uh, I watched it again uh, in theaters and I also watched it at home. So I've seen Dune three times. Dang. Yes. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Just twice for me. Just twice. Um, and I don't think I watched. Oh, you know what? No, that's a lie. I watched um, Dark Water 
the uh, from the from the Japanese. Uh, I don't remember the director's name. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, the guy that directed Ringu. Um, it was popped up on Arrow Video and like, you know what? Let me watch Dark Water. It's awesome. It's really really good. There's a really crappy American remake. Um, so I saw the American one. It's a remake. Yeah, with Mark Ruffalo. Dark Water. Oh no 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 no. That's Dark okay. Waters. Dark Water singular. Is, Sorry. Uh, I think it has. It has. <laughs> it has. Mm, I'm gonna misspeak and I'm gonna look like a fool. It's like Jennifer Jennifer Connelly maybe. Mm, I don't know who's really. It does have her. Jennifer Connelly. Ah, John C. John C. Yes, Riley. Yes. John C. Riley. And Tim Roth. Okay, it's not good. Mm. Don't watch it. Go watch the uh, Japanese one. It's really good. No, okay. Dark Waters. I did not see that one. Okay, um, I was very confused because that's like very rooted in like American politics. And I was like, like, How is this American a remake? Film. It's like, oh yeah, Aaron Brockovich, the Japanese remake. Uh, what? <laughs> um, but anyway, um, no. Uh, if you haven't seen Dark Water, I would really recommend it. it is um, a, a really good spooky season movie and. You know, I know Ringu gets all the love, but uh, go check out Dark Water. But uh, what about you, Dylan? Yeah, I watched. I endured Bond for a second time. Um, Why? I liked the movie, but I, I really wanna... enjoyed the first one. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But time, like, right so soon, it's a slog the second time. Uh, I had to go with people who hadn't seen it. So, ah. like, what movies do we go see? And I was like, what about all these? And they're like, what about Bond? And I was like, okay. A nice a cold three hours of a movie. I felt that saw. three hours the second time. Could we go see Dune instead? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, there was no interest in Dune. Uh, but wow, man, savages. Yeah. Um, so I saw that. I went to, but I did go to the nice theater, the Regal Bender's Landing in Spring. So. Oh, is that the? Yeah, yeah. And I, okay, you know how they have the free concessions? This child oh. went up. Yeah. So like all the popcorn, drinks, and ice cream were free. Um, what? And it's self. It's self serve. Um, you but what? this child this child figured out the game he okay. walked up and he made a root beer float and i was like whoa this kid's thinking outside of the box and so i'm definitely gonna do that next time um, man because all i so, have is this it's free soft serve so so why is it how is it free like is the ticket like 60 dollars or something <laughs> i think the ticket's a little bit more they're called vip tickets and it's oh. the recliners mm. the nicer screen and the free concession sure sure okay. i think it's still under 20 dollars, but it's not hey. cheap that's but that's not bad though for if, yeah, you, if get, you get okay. if you get concessions it's definitely worth it oh i'm a, um, I'm, I'm about the concession so but yeah, if you definitely. sneak chipotle in it's not worth it oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you get the in the, if you get chipotle in your purse don't you know, if you're don't. a monster oh, yeah popcorn wow. in the ziploc bag went nowhere yeah yeah i don't know i don't know her. <laughs> who is she who would play her okay um i also watched inside job on netflix it's a new animated show about oh, yeah. a government um like a section of the government that that controls conspiracies and like it turns out all the conspiracies are real like ancient aliens lizard people monkeys on the moon taylor okay. swift's a cannibal all those all whoa, whoa, all whoa that's a fact i mean yeah that's not, that's not even a conspiracy at this point um yeah, that's guaranteed they they touch on all of them the original avril Levine being dead um i oh, wow. I, I subscribe to that i subscribe to that um, but yeah, it's really funny. I liked it a lot. I normally don't subscribe to the uh, adult animation too much, like the Rick and Morty. I like Rick and Morty, but you know what I mean. I'm not, not like, like that. <laughs> I'm not an aficionado of that. You weren't going to get the Szechuan sauce? No, I was not in line for the Szechuan sauce. Uh, so I don't know, but it appealed to me. It was really good. It stars Lizzie Kaplan. I like her a lot. 
Okay. That's all I watched. Nice. I have nothing else noteworthy. What about you, Monica? What did you watch this week? All right. Uh, so last night I started Midnight Mass. Only watched the first episode. <gasps> it was really good. I've seen the first um, two and I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then I also started the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, which is really good. Uh, I'm not really into anime, so that's... What did you think about it? Me. Did it because I, I I haven't watched it either, and I'm kind of into anime. But was it mm-hmm. like was it, it was good to you? Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. So um, I agree. I'm then... definitely not into anime either, and I really liked how, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes me nervous is I'm not into I'm not into a lot of anime, and then like especially if it's really dated, it makes me less into it. Well, the so music you, is you dated, did... but the music okay. is good though. The music is like sort of mm-hmm. part of it. So it didn't mm-hmm. feel it didn't feel too dated or anything. No, no, I don't think so. not not at all. Okay, but what else? Um, and then uh, I'm caught up on what we do in the shadows, which has been fantastic um, this season, season three, and that's that's really it. Just watching TV shows, no no movies, and watching Dune on your PSP. Yes, yeah, <laughs> watching <laughs> Dune on my Apple Watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, what, as it was meant you, to be seen. <laughs> yes. So, so what's more offensive, Dylan? This came up at the store. What's more offensive to watch Dune in a four-three aspect ratio, cropped or stretched, <laughs> or 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 cropped. squished? Rather, cropped is worse. I feel like really rather than like elongated. Because mm-hmm. at least you're seeing the whole thing. <laughs> if it's stretched, you know, like you get it. You're getting all of the 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 ingredients. It's just not assembled correctly. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Yeah. I, that's is just like embarrassing. Yeah. I don't think anyone would be happy with that. That's like the, um, it's like Seinfeld, right? That on screenshot that. I sent you of their, of the official Dune banner on yes. Facebook. And it says the next Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> why are we doing that already? It says, you Literally the line. next Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Okay. I mean, here we are. <laughs> Everything right, has then. to be the next something. We can't just enjoy it. Yeah, right? Um, There's no new ideas. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it is a remake. Or, or it is an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Re-adaptation? What do you call that? I guess re-adaptation. But um, anyway, um, so let's let's first talk about Lamb. We all saw Lamb about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um I say highly anticipated by the Clear Lake crew. We were definitely all about it. I mean, I mean we're all yeah, yeah. Dylan, We're all E24 stands at this house, you know. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We're all yeah, film yeah. bros. Yeah, we're. Yeah. <laughs> I hate. I hate that. I hate that. It's like that's the like my my uh, my fandom of A24 has become a maligned personality type in the. It, it's becoming the thing where like the toxic fans of that group ruin it for everyone. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, like every fandom has that, and I feel like the film, the A twenty four film bros are like ruining my t shirts. You know, like I want right. to be able to not be thought of that way when I wear them. Are they ruining your half snap? <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, they're not ruining my my hat, gym shorts, and t shirt though, <laughs> and Crocs. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess we do. We have to jump ship to neon now, or what's the next one? Like, I don't think neon's good enough to stand. No, very what? What? I mean, I love neon, but some not they're not consistent. Like as consistent, I feel like as a twenty-four. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I haven't seen very many neon movies other than what Parasite and was Titan? it Titan? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah. Titan was great. So yeah. aside from oh, that, yeah. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. If I if I could get a Teton shirt, Teton Crocs, that's all. That's <laughs> all me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'd want Teton Crocs. You got to get wheels on them. Oh, that's definitely. Imagine, that's imagine Croc Heelys. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes, there it is. Yes. The death sentence. But um, let's talk about Lamb. So Lamb is a first time. I'm not going to try to pronounce the the gentleman's name. Uh, he's Finnish or Valdemar Johansson. Oh, was that was that what it was? Maybe. I don't. I don't, I don't really remember. That's my uh, guess. I know he has a. Uh, yeah, it is Valdemar Johansson. Um, uh, he's Icelandic. This is his first film, which, again. It's tagged on Google as horror slash fantasy. And I completely disagree Mm -hmm. with the designation for this film. It's not. It's uh, Mm a don't go in expecting that. That's what we were sort of led to believe by the marketing. Um, But it's not that at all. Um, Now, I was 24 does that a lot. They do. If it has any spooky element at all, they call it horror. Like this one, they they called it Nordic livestock horror. Right, and I feel like it's not horror. I didn't know that was even a genre. It is. <laughs> if A twenty, if A twenty four decrees it to be so, it is. It's the witch and this. Yes. Uh, um, well, huh. But uh, so livestock anyway. Um, it's so spoilers for Lamb. Um, I think we guess. I guess we still won't ruin the ending. Um, I don't think that's worth spoiling. Or sure. I don't think that's. I mm-hmm. think that's a good idea not to spoil that. But um, I I really liked this movie. Uh. But I, I was uh, a little prepared going into it to not expect horror because uh, uh, Valdemir Johansson uh, released a, or A24 released a letter that he wrote talking about the film uh, and what it was like to write it and to work on it. And it was a family project and it was a passion thing about like he wanted to write a family drama with one fantastical element. <laughs> and other yeah. than that, like played played straight without uh you know a lamb child if you don't know what by the way what lamb's about it's about a icelandic <laughs> farming family a, man, a husband and wife couple who have sheep and one of them pops out as a human body with a sheep head and arm one sheep arm mm-hmm. um and then they raise it as normal as their daughter um which you do come to find out the reasons for maybe some of their uh well their reasons for accepting her so readily you know uh i right. i i i thought this movie was actually really fantastic it i saw we saw this like a week after titan so like it was mm-hmm. like a titan is big time kino this is like you know major league kino to me but not like i mean titan's like the best movie i saw this year but uh lamb was also really really good i i absolutely enjoyed it what did, what did you what did you think, Dylan? Um, I liked it a lot as well. It was definitely more chill than I thought it was going to be. He's very, very introspective, mm-hmm. ASMR, low yes. stakes up unless like it was the last five minutes, you know. For the most part, I mean, there was the stuff with the uncle, but it's really three characters um, mm-hmm. dealing with grief, and that was it. Um, yeah, so I, really I was expecting sad. it to be a little bit uh, like not bombastic but more eventful you know more story driven but it's like mm-hmm. entirely character driven which i like a lot um it's just not what i was expecting but no not at all i was, mm-hmm. I was definitely expecting more more plot and less character it could definitely be an at-home watch i think you know Agreed. yeah definitely i wouldn't say it needs to be seen on the big screen um but i, but enjoyed I need it a to lot see as well. 
I need to see those Icelandic landscapes. The, the it was beautiful. On, yeah. On the big screen. Hashtag no, visit um, Iceland. Exactly. Um, yeah, I have the same sentiments. Like I was going into it thinking that it was going to be horror. So I was kind of prepared. I was like in that mindset. And then when it turned out to be just like a family drama, I was like, this is still really good. Not what I expected. You know? Right. Yeah. It's like I still enjoyed it, but it's like, oh, I was totally prepared for something else. I was kind of, I was a little bit let down in that as- aspect, but yeah, I only, you know, that's at the fault of like the A24 promoting, you exactly. know, the trailer, et cetera. Yeah. It's not at the fault of the movie. So they need to stop that because they did that with Midsummer too a little <laughs> bit. They're like, it's terrifying. And then I saw it, I was like, what? Midsummer's like, not mm-hmm. scary at all. It's yeah. great, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, not at all scary. It's hard to get out of that mindset when you're like ready to be scared, you know, when you're like looking mm-hmm. forward to it and then you're like, there's nothing. It's, it's a bear. Like a, it's a letdown, you know? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. from now on, hold me to this. I'm not going to have any expectations about A24 horror movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless it's Ari Aster. Actually, even then, right? Because like, Midsummer was like. Yeah, Midsummer is. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I'm, I'm down. I, 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 uh, I agree. But um, I really, really like this movie. Um, I don't know when it's coming out to streaming. I was just trying to look, uh, and I, and I don't see uh, a date easily available to my to me. But um, it it won it won a bunch of like a small um, awards as well. Um, it is Iceland's uh, entry though for the best international feature film. Mm. Oh, so, dang! They ha- the A twenty four virtual screening is today Tuesday. That's right. I did. So. Oh yeah, that's right. They can't. Oh well. Well, have you ever done one of those? Isn't it like a no? Pay twenty dollars to watch it once and it expires. No, I have not. Yeah, it seems <laughs> it's a Snapchat, but a movie. You know, I'd like I'll buy it when it comes out. Why am I paying for this mm-hmm. uh, when I could just pay twenty dollars for it in two weeks when the thing actually and own comes it? Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, um, I guess let's move on to Dune. Uh, the, the review is go see lamb lamb is good um yes wikipedia out here lamb is a 2021 supernatural horror film <laughs> you what get out okay. of here okay <laughs> i completely disagree go watch it um anyway uh let's talk about dune um it has been well documented on this podcast uh dylan and michael have had uh, and myself have had very high hype levels for this film uh for True. a long time mm-hmm. um so Monica, where, where were you at for this move for this movie before you saw mid, it? Mid, like mid. mid. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> ah. you know, like it's just it's it's gonna be an epic. Like I know it's going to be good, but I mean, I knew that French Dispatch was coming out the same day, so I was like, obviously, my interest is somewhere else. Right, right, right. right. So because you're the I'm big like, uh, Wes Anderson fan, I am. I am. Um, and not and a unfortunate- move super <laughs> Uh, unfortunately not and uh yeah i didn't get to see french dispatch so uh because it's playing like nowhere yeah Yeah. like what the heck it's gonna be everywhere quote unquote everywhere this friday so i'm gonna try this week Um, but last night in soho's this week too well uh okay well next week i'm gonna try next week (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) either one or the other too many movies (laughs) i know i know but uh yeah, like I knew like from all the trailers, like it it looked great, but I was like, man, I don't know anything about Dune except David Lynch and Kyle McLaughlin and Sting. Ugh. Like that's it. That's all I know. So that's not right. a good touchstone. Yeah. 
No, no. I okay. So I watched half of the David Lynch thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, I loved it. I love it. Okay. I okay. Don't care. My bad. I don't care. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's but, enjoyable. It's it yeah. is not Dune. <laughs> it's it's it definitely is not the book. Wait. So what what did you like about the old one, the Lynch one? Uh, well, other than Kyle MacLachlan. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I like the shields. I thought those I like, were really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. The I Minecraft. Like the Yes. I like kind of like the 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 dream sequences because I think David does really well with like weird stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm about it. Um, and that that's really it. I also like it was it felt more more out of space to me, you know, like more alien to me than the new Dune. Um, personally, I so, get that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one, the the movie that we just watched, uh, definitely feels um more plausible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though you're seeing a giant, you know, sandworm, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, and like weird voice magic and whatever the Gom Jabbar is supposed to be. You know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I, I I was about to rip on the David Lynch one, but I literally just over there on the couch. Actually, probably I could probably reach it is my uh, new Arrow video uh, steelbook uh, limited edition that just came in. Very excited about that of the of the David Lynch one. But um anyway. Nice. Um yeah, it's it's really it's really lit. Um yeah. It's in 4K. You need a, you know, that that, that movie needs it. that demands oh, yeah. to be seen in 4K. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it already. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really uh it's really top tier. What can I say? I'm covering as I reach for it. It's uh over here. Yeah. Oh, that's not it. That's Argento. Never mind. All right, whatever. <laughs> I got, this, this just came in. I got Argento's Deep Red, you know, ready, ready to go. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so let's talk about Dune, Danny Villeneuve. Um, Monica, have you seen um, all of his other English language films? Uh, Prisoner, I, I have... Sicario, Arrival. Wait, uh, oh, he did Prisoners. He did Prisoners mm-hmm. with uh, Hugh Jackman. Okay, yes, yes. I, I did see that. Loved that. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, um, did, what else did he do? He did Prisoners. Arrival. He did Sicario, Arrival. Blade Runner Blade 2049. Runner. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, nope, just all They're all good. That's that's crazy. Only yeah. prisoners. Mm-hmm. Okay. We stand Hugh Jackman in this house, okay? Okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> Cut to him singing at half speed. <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay. Oh boy, that's a video. Um, but anyway, yeah. So no, w- w- I think on this podcast, at least Dylan and I are definitely team Denny Villeneuve has never made a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trend has continued. Um, so spoilers for Dune. He's never made a good movie. He's only um, made great movies. Wow. <laughs> God, okay. me, we a, bow a, down. All right. All I'll right. Ta- I'll take it. <laughs> all those movies you listed are good. Are great. Uh, that is true. He's only made one movie that I haven't seen, and it's not in English uh, or easy to. I don't think you can stream it um, easily. Um, it's sort of like uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's uh, early work. Uh, you can all of his Greek language films. Uh, you just aside from Dogtooth, you, none of them are very accessible over here. Um, but again, speaking of just directors that are batting a thousand, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, The Favorite, all top tier Kino, you know, completely different than Denny Villeneuve, though. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, anyway, so Dune is great. You've all seen the memes. Um, I 
I was blown away by how good this movie was. And I was expecting it to be really good. I loved it. The, Mm -hmm. The effects were amazing. Immediately just engrossed in the world. And it just reminded me of seeing 2049 in 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 uh in IMAX. I remember the uh you know the the memes of you know the 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 two buttons and which one do I push end world peace or see 2049 in IMAX one more time? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I feel like the same thing applies here. The Denny Villeneuve really knows what he's doing. Um, this movie is just so so good, and all the performances save for Batista. <laughs> who is distractingly kind of bad to me he just yells a lot and at least he's barely in it that's true Mm -hmm. yeah but um what what did you what did you think dylan let's talk about the um the 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 actors and the performances first so the the mains you got the the timothy chalamet you got uh sorry about my dogs um yeah it's okay we got yeah okay so i know some people are are uh like we're looking forward to certain characters like Zendaya and stuff, who's apparently oh. only in seven minutes. Um, but I feel like it's like it it's important to note that everyone is a side character who's not like Paul, Paul. or his mm-hmm. to some extent, you know, his mom, you know, Lady Jessica. I feel like they're yeah. like they're the main characters and everyone else is like a cameo. Oscar right. Isaacson, like a little bit a little bit, and then Jason Momoa, you know. But anyone else you're looking forward to is not in a lot of it. Um but I thought the standouts were the main two and Oscar Isaac, um, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, and Oscar Isaac. I thought yeah, um, Josh Brolin was. I mean, he, he, he was, I mean, that that's the character you get, right? That's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, also he's was, good at that guy. Yeah. He was like loud and at, at a couple points, I felt like he was in a different movie, but. <laughs> um, Taciturn. <laughs> they're brutal um but then uh i i was a little nervous about jason momoa me um, too because i haven't seen him do some i haven't seen a performance from him that i've enjoyed um but i thought he was really good in this yeah (laughs) um you know he was really good in this i agree he was fantastic i thought i think that's like partially the director though he like plays to everyone's strengths a lot you know um even batista He's asked not to do more than what we know he can do. You know, he's yelling be big. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought all the performances were great, but especially those three. I I agree with that. Um, did you have a favorite uh, standout performance, Monica? Well, <laughs> no. we already know. We already know my boy Oscar Isaac. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and. Great. Yeah, Batista, he he was a bit much, wasn't he? Yeah, he a was, little bit, a little bit. But like, thankfully, yeah. he was he's in the movie even less than Zendaya is. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> because I would be watching it, and then he'd just be screaming. I'm like, okay, calm yeah. down. Like, ah. I'm just trying to vibe. You know, <laughs> right. I yeah. think actually, I think Stellan Skarsgård, excuse me, did a great job. Yeah, he was really I, good. But you know, I I love him. I've always loved him. Um, well, he was a uh, Baron Harkonnen, right? Yes. Man, loved it. He's so good. He was yeah. just so, so gross. I know. It's just oh man, he's so gross in the book too. But like, mm-hmm. it, he was just in the David Lynch one. He was just like fat. Well, no, he <laughs> like, was also like mega was he like, gross. Did he have, did, was he? 
Yeah, well, he was super disgusting. I feel disgusting. like he was even grosser in the Lynch one. Oh, well, yeah, he oh, yeah, he had like boils and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah, gross. Yeah. Like, I had to... That's actually the part that I stopped watching because like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm eating and I cannot watch this man on screen. Right now. <laughs> cannot watch Slugman while I'm eating. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so my biggest, I guess, complaint and the, the part where I'm probably gonna be different from everybody, I didn't care for Timmy. For Timothy Chalamet, not Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, sorry, but like it was just all one note. I was like, give me, give me some flavor because like I like him. I like him in Lady Bird. I like it in Little Women. Um, and I'm sure I'm gonna like him. (laughs) I'm sure I'm gonna like him in French Dispatch. It was just this. I was like, this man looks like he's about to fall asleep on me. I don't, I don't know why, but he just gave me that vibe, and I'm like, okay. I can cool, see where you, I can see where you get that. Like, uh, yeah. he definitely is uh, a very reserved performance for sure uh, mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think uh, when he gets the name change and the time skip uh, in the next movie, that's uh, mm-hmm. when you see a different. I assume you will see a different, more energized, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Muadib, if you mm-hmm. will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that was really everybody else was great. I. I think you know. I forgot I mean, Javier Bardem was in this, and then oh, and then he shows up. I'm like, oh man, what's up? I love him so much. He's probably my favorite character, honestly. Stilgar, Stilgar's lit. Yeah, just, yeah. Just spit on the floor. Oh, yeah, we thank you I for your him. body's moisture, sir. <laughs> He's great. I lo- yeah, I I loved him. Um, Dylan, as someone who read the book, um, Monica, because correct, you haven't read it, right? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't okay. read. <laughs> what's a book does it have pictures huh? <laughs> um so what there were some changes uh or some differences from the book not too many but some like um you you pointed out that the fremen were kind of different um because in the book they were more um like outcast into onto arrakis and not like this is our sacred homeland mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's okay. That's my. I literally have one complaint with this movie, um, other than the fact that, like, I understand people's complaints that it feels incomplete, that it's like a prologue, or that the pacing is weird because really, it, like, it peaks in the middle and then the last act is kind of like chill, you know, which is not a standard structure for a movie. But I was okay with all that because it, it's called part one, you know. I don't have that problem when other movies like are upfront about being a part one, you know. As long right. as it's not like Alita Battle Angel, where it's like nothing happened, Ugh. and then you're like, oh, this was, they really wanted to do sequels, and then they don't get it, you know? Well, the movie um, wasn't very good, though. That's so. the distinction. Yeah. Um, but I felt like stuff happened in this. But, sure. okay, the my only complaint is that in the books, the Fremen are taken, it's established that they're taken from other world, an, a different world, where they, like, more of like a utopia, and they've kind of been... Um, like enslaved and then like dropped on Arrakis you know like that's not their home you know they're Mm. they're they're all trapped on Arrakis but in the movie I felt like they made it a little bit more like their this is like their native land you know so it felt like a teensy bit like white savior-y because of that I think if you recontextualize it and that none of them want to be there and this isn't really their land either they don't like they don't like that planet either, you know, then it makes it less like, oh, here I am at this dump. I'm going to save these people, you know, 
which they like they called it like a dump in the movie i think at one point or like do you think that this is something that could get addressed in the second film i hope so um and i know in the book it does get that actually gets addressed that paul's like not necessarily like the literal savior you know but in this movie they didn't talk about that at all so i could see if someone had that complaint why they would think that you know what i I agree and uh uh, speaking to uh, what you were saying earlier about people might maybe having complaints about uh, it not being complete or not being a finished product. I feel like if this has about as good of an ending as you can get for a movie that's going to end in the middle, like, uh, or in mm-hmm. two thirds in, like, you know, it has a concrete ending, you know, the, the, the house of Trades has been basically wiped out from Arrakis and, you know, Paul and his mom are going to go live with the desert people. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Where could the world take them? You know, we don't know. So, like, I think, you know, if there was never going to be another one, it would be an not ideal, but an acceptable ending, I think. Yeah, I think this is the only place you could end it. This mm-hmm. is yeah. where we thought they were going to end it, and it is. It's, like, a little cliffhangery, but it's not, like, too infuriating, I felt like. Um, but I do have a question for Monica as someone who hasn't read it. I mm-hmm. thought I thought they did a really good job, but I don't I can't get a good read on it since I know all the lore of having a bunch of exposition and like explaining things to us. But I it felt organic to me. It didn't seem like, well, as you know, my son, Paul, he, these are your yeah. power. You know, like it didn't yeah. feel yeah. it felt like they did it pretty organically, at least to me. But like, how did I, you feel about that? I, I, I agree um, as well, especially since after watching like the Lynch one where it's like exposition after exposition you know they're like out here laying it all out either way I'm super grateful for it because (laughs) I'm I'm super lost um either way but uh yeah it did feel like natural um obviously they had uh not like a voiceover like they do like in that lunch movie like every five seconds but um Princess Irulan yeah yeah um but you know they had like other things explain you know like he paul was like watching something explaining stuff and i'm like okay well we're just watching with paul it just felt more natural um in that sense so or like in the beginning when jessica is teaching him like where she wants him to pass her the water you know Mm -hmm. that wasn't in the book because in the book they just explained what it was but i thought that was a good way to tell us what's going on Mm -hmm. without like an exposition dump you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't know i felt like it trusted us to take all the information in and piece it together ourselves and i don't think yeah. there were too many like things lingering there's a lot that they didn't explain like there's a lot more like i said background and lore in the book but i don't think it's necessary to enjoy it you know mm-hmm. that's the case yeah. with every book to movie you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah i think they did a, a very good job of uh giving you the lore that you needed while not being over explanatory like as Dylan mm-hmm. was saying like not a, as you know bob you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah my good friend and brother um where is know. my son paul yeah i <laughs> his mother am worried about him um i know when we were walking out natalie uh and you uh both uh dylan both uh talked about the Bene Gesserit and that they they made them much more mysterious and undefined in this as opposed to the book do you think that was a good choice I or, really like okay so the Bene Gesserit are the best part of Dune I think the, I thought they were so, so cool 
I want mm-hmm. them. They they have that show called Dune Sisterhood for HBO Max planned. I hope they actually make it because I want to know more about them. You know, um, but I kind of liked. I don't think there's a natural way to explain everything that they do and why they do it, you know? So I kind of like the approach of making it a mystery, you know, or like, Oh, they have their own, um, you know, motivations that they can pay off later, but no, it didn't bother me. I, I I think they oversimplified it a little bit in the sense that they made it seem like all they do is um, shout at people is yeah. (laughs) Is control people. But I think the book helped me a little bit because, like, for example, the reason, like, Lady Jessica, like, basically cries all the time is because she can, like, she feels emotions of a bunch of people around her and she feels all the emotions of all the, pa- like, Bene Gesserit in the past, like, hundred thousands of people, you know, at once. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, overloaded with information a lot. Um, and she's, like, the emotional one. That's why she's not with them, you know? She's Same. more emotion-driven. <laughs> Um, so I like that change, uh, but like I feel like more context might have helped with her character a little bit, you know, why she left, why she acts this way. But I don't think it was necessary at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was great. I um, love Rebecca Ferguson. Do we want to let's 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 rate this movie? Um, I I think if you haven't seen it yet, you should see it. Uh, and if you do feel comfortable going to the theaters, go see it in IMAX if you can. Um, that is that is the way to do it. I mean, or an Apple Watch. That's also fine too. Yeah, of course. You know, you can watch <laughs> it on your wrist, just in in, in pauses. Two forty p. But the screen's nice, though. Like, you know, it's a nice screen. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I just don't have the time to sit down and watch it on TV, Dylan. I can watch it on my watch. Okay. Exactly. Um, why are you judging me, uh, old man? What about on I'm Google on Glass? Go. Google Glass, yes. Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. the one. That's the one. I love that. <laughs> I, I need to go find... We're trying... So listeners out there, I don't know if we mentioned this already, but we're trying to find the most offensive way to watch Dune. You know, PSP, You can, there's videos of people running it on their PSP. So, you know, maybe uh, you got to find something worse than that. So that's where the Apple Watch came from. <laughs> Even though it's a modern device, you know, that's uh, <laughs> very offensive. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I'm going to I'm going to rate this movie. Um, so for those that are, are unfamiliar, we rate it on the CGC scale. Um, so I'm going to give this a nine, eight. <gasps> yep. It's, wow. it's yeah, it's it's real good. I I have no problems with this movie and I will I want to go watch it some more. No problems. Why not a 10 out gem mint then? Because you just can't bring yourself to do that. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll know. I can't do it. I'll know it when I see it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard. Have you ever given a 10, Dylan? No. Nothing's perfect. There's always room for improvement. Ugh. I'm one of those teachers. I say. Um, all right. All right. I'm kidding. Um, all right. Michael stole my score. Oh. I did verbalize it to him, so I. Did I you? feel like you did steal it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You went up I mean, a little bit, Michael. Did it like sitting did. with it make it sit, like make sing, it better? Seeing it that third time made it better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I I liked it better the second time as well. Um, I'm also giving it a nine eight. I the only reason it's a not a ten is because of the little dings that I talked about before. I feel like it's near perfect, 
Um, it's ambitious. It's what I think all big screen spectacle movies should be. You know, it was so pretty. It was there was no green screen in the movie. They actually shot on locations, which I like. I'm hoping I'm excited for more of that in Eternals. Um, it felt like like I said, ambitious, but not like overindulgent, like a Nolan movie, you know, like Tenet. Right. No offense if if you left Tenet, but I, um, Tenet it was, was made fine. for us too. You know what I mean? I feel like he made Tenet for himself and I feel like Dune was made for us. You know what I mean? Um, Completely agree. It did a perfect job of marrying like big screen popcorn and I don't want to say art house, you know, because it's not that deep, but like... <laughs> elevated it's uh right. Ele- <laughs> elevated epics yeah. you know yes and it's definitely the new star wars uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> definitely the new just lord kidding of the yeah the and new lord that, of the my rings score just went down <laughs> now it's a four <laughs> four out okay yeah that's all i got restored right. so for me i'm doing 8-0 Eight shy wow. halud at a possible ten shy halud. Yes, eight, eight, eight shy haluds. <laughs> um, yeah, again, it's mostly because of Timmy, and then all, I didn't really care for the special effects. Uh, it looked it looked rough to me, and I was watching it on my laptop, so it should have looked great. You have some very dissenting opinions here, because <laughs> I feel like wow. all the reviews are like Timothy Chalamet, beautiful effects. Yeah, no. Well, you know, I it takes that. a lot. I appreciate yeah, I have that. to. I have to be different. You know, I have to stand out. I like that. <laughs> I have to be the villain of the story. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind being the sandman. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I I know that like hopefully Doom Part Two, Two Doom, Two Furious is gonna be good. I, I have high hopes for it because it ended. Obviously on on a cliffhanger, so I think part two will be, you know, more epic. Um, that's what I'm hoping hoping for. You know, I just want more worms. To be quite honest, let's more be worms. Real. <laughs> I mean, I mean, get ready because Paul, Paul gonna ride that sandworm in the next one. Oh, all right. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Doing after dark. Wow. All right, Usul. Let's find out. But anyway, um, let's get into the news. Um, so Dylan, you want to go first? What'd you find? Sure. All right. So What'd we have, find? we have a, well, we'll, st- we'll stick with Dune for a little bit. Dune. We have a, we have a box office breakdown for Dune. Um, it made 40.1 million, which is not great compared to things like Pre-COVID. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, oh. you know, pre COVID times, uh, like, and Marvel movies so far, only Marvel movies has been able to do relatively well but it did i mean it's not all that news because it did the best of any hbo max movie you know simultaneous release movie uh godzilla versus kong was a previous number one it did 35 million um and it has 227 227 million global um and it's yet to open in china it's one of the few movies that has secured the coveted china release date so i guess that'll help it too um but i did okay i did touch on the white savior aspect to it and yes. i feel like this movie appeals to white people a little bit more and that is mm-hmm. proven by the breakdown it is it's uh almost unheard of to see um single digit numbers for asian and black attendees and it had it was 55 percent caucasian 21 wow. percent hispanic nine percent black nine percent asian 
So something about it didn't appeal to non-white moviegoers. You know what? This actually makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Looking at everybody who's here at the podcast. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, just I'm speaking to Sticking with the statistics. Speaking, sticking with that though, like think about in your life, everyone that you've ever met that tells you how great Dune is, it's usually an old white dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost always. Mm -hmm. I mean- and I and I agree with that as as an old white dude myself, you know, uh, I'm definitely part of that. So uh, but Dune is good. I will movie blockbusters are supposed to have. OK, this is an OK breakdown for movies that don't cost a lot because you can make niche movies that appeal to certain types of people. Of you course. know, if you're not spending hundreds of million dollars of dollars on it. But with a blockbuster, it's supposed to be like way more even because it's supposed to be like a popcorn crowd pleaser. Everyone wants to see it kind of thing, you know. So I think it's a little concerning. I think they need to do something to uh, maybe up the Zendaya, you know, l- less Timothy, more Zendaya mm-hmm. in the next one might help, you know. Um, and also to pile on to the statistic, this should be about an even breakdown of men and women. Um, but this was attended 70% male. Um, so, wow. you know, RIP. Uh, literally old white men. Um, yep, yeah, there you go. Actually, I don't know the age breakdown. So it might not be, it might be young white men, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's what we got. But it made enough for Warner Brothers to uh, green light a sequel. Um, Everyone should know that it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make it. It means they've told us that they want to make it um, and they're going to like start working on it. You know, it's supposed to come Mm -hmm. out October, 2023, two years from now, um, which is sooner than I would have expected, you know, Um, but I was really nervous with like how prologue it was that it was because I feel like it has no rewatchability if they don't do a part two, you know, mm-hmm. so that was my biggest concern. I was like, please just make this make the sequel. And I really hope they do it. But this is promising. It seems like they're committed to doing it um, and it's going to be theatrical only this time. So it has a chance to make some money. Um, I mean, y'all, y'all are both going to go to Dune 2, right? I mean, you know, I am. I mean, if it's on HBO Max. It's not going to be. You know, if I go watch it on On your Google Glass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Is it streaming on my PSP or what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll just live stream it for you when we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's even better. FaceTime. Instagram live, coughing, people getting up. Yeah, exactly. No, I want to Skype. Put the whole movie on Facebook Reels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Snapchat story. Let's go, oh, gosh. Let's go. In parts, TikTok yes. part one through oh, 187. <laughs> I'm about okay. it. It's I mean, cropped. It's like the, the oh, no. tall aspect ratio, 16 by 9, but but up and down. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing two, it's the, happening. The, the, the Quibi format? Ugh. Yes. Not Quibi. Okay. <laughs> we only stand Quibi in this house. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see eternals premiered they had the worldwide premiere last week and they also premiered at the rome film festival um it has a rotten tomato score of 71 percent, which is bottom tier marvel but i mean it is it does match things like it's higher than joker it's higher than you know interstellar you know there's lots of movies that are in the 70s that people like so it's not like a a death sentence i feel like you mm -hmm. know and when people hear those numbers, uh, you know, you have to remind people also uh, what that number really means, right? Mm-hmm. Because it means that 71% of critics said that it was a six or a better. 
Yes. You know. And so there's that. It's important to note that any movie that is ambitious in the sense that it might divide audiences will get a medium score. It's not going to be a nine. They're never going to be in the nineties because if it's in the nineties, that means everyone said, uh, it was okay or better, you know, but if it's ambitious, then some people will be like, that wasn't for me or that was for me. And it'll be 50%. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes isn't like a test score. I think that's how a lot of people read it. But I think all this means is that it's not maybe the typical Marvel formula that people have come to expect, which I've, yeah. which I've heard, but I'm still really looking forward to it. Does this affect me y'all? Too. Uh, yeah, me too. Are you, does this affect it at all? Like whether or not y'all are looking forward to it? Um, no, nah. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I'm very I, I never, uh, I never listened to Rotten Tomatoes anyway. So yeah. I listen to it in the sense that if, if, the, if something has like something in the teens and like no one liked it and I'm like thinking about watching it, I'll be like, all right, maybe not. I'll go oh, to this sure. other movie, you know, yeah. like there mm-hmm. can be, there can be some indicator there, but yes. when yeah. things are in this range, it, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like very amorphous and I don't really know how to feel. So yeah. Yeah. When, when, when it comes to like Marvel movies, at least for me, I, I never agree with anybody on, on Marvel movies. So I was like, okay, I'll just go, I'll sit down and watch it myself and I'll be the decider obviously. So yeah. It's, it does suck though because I think a lot of people use Rotten Tomatoes as ammunition for whether or not a movie is received mm-hmm. well or not. And mm-hmm. I mean, we are we are guilty of that too. I mean, we've seen uh, you know BVS and just like well, look at the score. Yeah, but, but BVS is also. I think this has more. Terrible. This has more writing on it. Uh, has unfairly more writing on it because it's a diverse cast and directed by a woman. <laughs> So mm-hmm. people could use it as ammunition to be like, well, we tried the like the electric cat woman effect. Like, oh, well, we tried the diverse cast. We tried letting a woman direct a movie. And it, it wasn't that it wasn't that, you know, received, and so that's and that's that what that's what all the Marvel movies have been. Right. It's the first, you know, you have Black Widow. Right. You have. Uh, yes. Shang Chi and then Eternals. And it's like so you have all this like first pandemic uh, and it's, a you know, a female led or, you know, first uh, second pandemic. And it's, you know, Asian led, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Are you talking about Black Widow or Song Chi? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Scarlett Johansson, you know, well known for her Asian representation. Mm-hmm. Heck um, yeah! I, I would cast her in uh, as a tree beard. Yeah. Anytime I see her, I feel seen. I do. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. That's, I feel yes. like there's there's too much writing on no. it, and it's unfortunate. It's like yeah. bad news for me that it's one of the lowest rank ranked mcu movies because i yeah. know people are gonna be like well it only has 71 percent and they're, when they're mm-hmm. talking about why it's bad you know so right people who don't know anything about, about movies will, will only lean on rotten tomatoes as their you know i mean it is mm-hmm. a nice guidepost it's like a you know a nice barometer but it's not gonna yeah. fine-tune you tell you anything yeah exactly but it's like what like get out was uh, 100% for the longest time until that one guy messed it up. And, you know, but th- does that mean it's the best movie of all time? No. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, except, really for Padd- except for Paddington, too. That is the <laughs> oh, best of course. movie of all time. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Either way, we're all still excited. <laughs> yes. yes. We're all hyped up for Dune 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Or Electric, oh, I'm sorry, Eternals. I'm I'm losing my mind. <laughs> they feel a little similar, you know? I they don't do. know. Like, same tone, maybe? Like, actual, they're on location for both of them, which is interesting. That's true. Marvel's, like, 
Mr. Green screen. So we'll see. Um, all right. This one's messy. Uh, that woman that so plagued by controversy. Um, this article doesn't even have, there's been so many layers to it. Ruby Rose left last year. She left or was fired or something. She didn't come back. Um, and now she has detailed why with a bunch, with a bunch of abuse allegations for uh, producers, stunt people, co-stars, um, every, uh, you know, everyone involved, directors, um, with some like pretty horrific stuff, you know? Uh, and then since then, a bunch of other people have come out being like, no, she was the one that was hard to work with. So there's like not a lot to go on, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I wouldn't be surprised though, because, you know, after all the Ray Fisher stuff, if like Warner Brothers does have, I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like she was really badly mistreated and then she maybe wasn't the best to work with and she mistreated PAs and stuff like that, you know, because a bunch of PAs have come out and be like, she would make us put six heaters in the tent to make it feel like Australia. And then she wouldn't even go in right. like stuff like that, you know? Um, so I think it's probably a domino effect that no one was happy and everyone was being mistreated, but mm-hmm. it, it sucks. It sucks that this happened to like, you know, an LGBT led show, like the first one of this caliber and a woman, mm-hmm. woman led show, you know, like I wish it would have happened to like arrow or something. No offense to arrow, but you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is gonna be a long court thing. We'll we'll talk about it more as like official as it, as it develops, right? Mm-hmm. But I hope she's happy now. I hope everyone's happy. They have a new star, so we'll see. I hope people get fired if they deserve to be. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of DC, uh, Brendan Fraser uh, is joining the HBO Max Batgirl movie as Firefly. This says as or Carmen Falcone, Carmen Carmine Falcone, but that was debunked. It's Firefly. Um, okay, I. Okay, this might be controversial. Okay. But this this headline didn't throw me because I want, I love Batgirl and I really want, I'm already a little annoyed that it's not in theaters. And now I'm like, that's the villain they're giving her. Like, mm-hmm. I wish she had like a more high caliber character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or, and no shade to Brendan Fraser, but he's not like necessarily a hot commodity in the acting pool, you know? Um, so I'm like nervous about the, what the effort and money they're putting into it based on this i like brendan fraser a lot but it's not like normally when you get a villain they like they'll get someone like high caliber to bring more people in mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this will do that though but i know there's brendan fraser fans so how do y'all feel about it i mean i'm always about brendan fraser so he's great he, yeah no i i loved him since i had uh george the jungle on vhs oh so. yes <laughs> Do you watch yeah. Doom Patrol? I've seen like a few episodes of season one and I really liked it and I love him. I liked I like the whole cast. Um I just haven't sat down and watched the rest of it. Um unfortunately. I never finish anything. Okay. <laughs> so not because it was bad, just because he just didn't yeah. get to it. Yeah, I just I can't finish anything. So <laughs> it, what what about you, Michael? Is is Brendan um, Fraser plussing up this movie for you? I mean, I I do like him. Um, I'm not definitely, I'm not the super stand that lots of people seem to be. Um, but I mean, cool. I, I don't, I Firefly again, going with what Dylan said, it's not like the most exciting villain that you want, right? Like, I hope there's more to it. I mean, it's I'm not sure. just a guy who sets fires. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough with casting announcements because sometimes you'll get a casting announcement that sounds kind of whack, and then you see it and you're like, oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. You know. Unlike you know casting Batista in uh, anything. <laughs> well, I mean, he only does art films, so as he said, like my spy. <laughs> well, I still Not need to her. see that. I need I need to see that movie. No, you don't. Why? I, I want to see him dance like the wedding at Shrek. <sighs> we saw wait, that wait. trailer forty-seven times. <laughs> I always get it mixed up with Stuber because he's in both of those movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the same basic movie, I think. I, I I'm not sure, but I think so. But um, what else you got, Dylan? Uh, we got a couple more Sony uh, movie announcements. But we don't know what they are. One's coming out June 23rd, and one's coming out October 6th, 20, okay. uh, 2023. Um, one's rumored to be Venom three. Ooh, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't yeah, care. exactly. I mean, okay. I mean. It's 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 really our Venom fandom, our Venom hype levels are just like so kind of crazy because we hated the first movie initially or didn't really like the first movie initially. And then in retrospect, grew to like it and think it was funny. haha, had a good time. And then see the trailer for the new one. And like, this is going to be great. They're leaning into it. They know what they're making. And then we see the second one and it's garbage and and now Venom 3 gets announced, probably, and I just don't care. I mean, I'll see it, obviously, because of the podcast, but like, I don't care about the <laughs> stupid movie. I, I, I hope that other one isn't Morbius, too. That would be really Oh, my God. There's no way. There's no way. They have to know Morbius is going to be bad. They, I mean, they know what Morbius... They, they know, right? You're trusting Sony to no. know what's good no. and bad? <laughs> no, not at all. They're probably already working on Morbius, too. It's probably planned to be a trilogy. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, let's go to Mar- let's, uh, Disney Marvel. We'll get a little bit, little bit better. Um, this one's another uh, controversial uh, story. Um, there's uh, some key art. It's in the form of a poster, I think, from some distributor for the Miss Marvel TV show coming into Disney+. And it um, has Kamala Khan on it using her powers and it's been rumored for a long time we've talked about it before that her powers are going to be different but this pretty much confirms it because it looks like crystallized energy something it's not the beginning it's not the beginning uh polymorph uh powers that we're used to you know she has a big fist so it's similar in that way but other than that um that pretty much confirms that they'll be different and a lot of people are mad about this online because I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few reasons. I think they're purists, and I think they're scared that um, they're changing her powers. I've seen a lot of people say that they're changing her powers for the sake of Reed Richards to not make it too similar to Mr. Fantastic. But like, I've seen nothing to indicate that or, you know, say that that was their reasoning, you know? Um, mm-hmm. People are concerned maybe that they did this to make it more pretty also. And mm. the creator G. Willow Wilson said specifically, like a long time ago, that she didn't want Kamala to have a pretty power, you know, because it wanted her to be, you know, it to be more divisive. And in her first, in the first issue, after she gets her power, she transforms into Carol Danvers because she thinks that that's like the idealized superhero, what a superhero looks like. And the story mm-hmm. is about her, you know, 
struggling to fit in, learning to love herself, that kind of thing. Um, so I feel like people are jumping to all those conclusions saying they're not going to have that, but I have a little bit, I personally have a little bit more faith in Marvel because any like major changes have been for the most part better in my, in my opinion. Um, I, I agree. I think, and I also think that we can't, we can't know what the character will be like based on just the powers, you know, like they could easily mm-hmm. have that motivation of, you know, uh, the, you know, her, her, her power in the comic is to, you know, cause she's not comfortable with her identity. Right. And she's not like she's trying to fit in and et cetera, et cetera. That might still play a big role in her character. Just not via that specific power set. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're yeah, just, jump, we're just jumping to conclusions over a photo. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to watch the show now, like being a little bit extreme about it. And I well, feel like Twitter, I feel like <laughs> she's defined by like her heart and like her family and her like the struggle to fit in and her religion and like a bunch of things, you know, and not I wouldn't say she's defined by like the way her powers manifest or look, you know, and also it's rumored that it comes from her bracelet, maybe, which is like a oh. family heirloom or something. Um, okay. But like things can sound bad on paper without and then like play it without knowing how they play out like this the showrunner the lead writer is like a pakistani woman and Mm -hmm. t willa wilson is a white woman you know who wrote her initial uh origin so i'm not saying like she can't write a good origin but it might be a more authentic origin for her powers now you know all i'm saying is that like it's too early to say i'm not gonna watch it yeah how do you feel about it monica i i i agree um I I think that once the show or the movie, either or, comes out, um, I think that a lot of little girls are going to mega, like, relate to her. Like, I'm super excited, um, and I don't think that the powers not being the same as it is in the comics will deter or take any of that away um, in that aspect. So, yeah, go see it at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean... You you should have enough built-in trust with um, Marvel mm-hmm. TV or Mar- Marvel Studios at this point to at least give something the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You might not like everything they put out, but you it's probably not going to be bad, right? That's no one's going to be making like damning judgments based on a poster yeah. solicitation. You know, like that's not enough to go on. It's not even a trailer, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I hope people give it a chance. I know there's a lot going against the show, but... I feel like a little bit okay. This is like conspiracy theory. Ooh. I feel like maybe some white dudes were like waiting for a reason to not to like write off the show, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's different. you know, yeah. they were, dude. And it's like the slightest thing would have done it. So if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. I know it's not mm-hmm. only white dudes who are mad about this, but I feel like some people were maybe like waiting for a reason to be like, I don't like this Marvel, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, they're always. I hope that's not the case. Waiting. I hope. I not. mean, I'm there. I'm sure there's people that are have legitimate concerns uh but there's definitely that subsect out there that are uh you know michael and i speak for all white men when we say <laughs> uh free larson said that men aren't allowed to watch captain marvel okay yeah <laughs> i had a customer tell me that at the store and tried to and i was like no she didn't stop and then he spent the next 10 minutes trying to pull up the receipts uh yeah good luck left. Yeah. It's like, oh, she said that. She said that she didn't want white men to see this movie. Uh-huh. Where? Michael, I don't appreciate right? you invalidating the opinions of those fearful of male oh, genocide. You know, 
You know, Dylan, you're not wrong. I really am sorry. That um, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look into the camera and apologize to all the Caucasian men <laughs> <laughs> for they the can't struggle. see you. Um, right. Okay, last one. Um, this one's nothing. It's a poster for Hawkeye. <laughs> it looks <laughs> great. What a story. I mean, it looks very faithful to the. It does. You know, it has. Yeah. The, it looks like the trade dress. I'm super mm-hmm. excited about this show, and the dog's already my favorite character. So. I yeah. Mean, right. Same. Agreed. Um, there's not much to say. It's it just a cool post next yeah. month, right? I think so. November twenty yeah, fourth. November twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I'm excited for the Christmas theme. They're running with it. He's got a little Santa hat on and some garland. <laughs> Santa hat. Are you guys in the Christmas mood yet? I'm getting there. I'm almost there. No, no. it's Halloween. Wow. First. Okay, yeah. Grinches. I got. I got to get scary first. It's about to end though. Like you need to start that no. mindset Monday. Uh-uh. I mean, Dollar Tree next to us has already switched uh-uh. over. Halloween's yeah. gone. Yeah. Halloween's been gone for a week. Okay, well that's <laughs> excessive, but I feel like November first is okay. No, sorry. Uh, November first is my birthday, so we're celebrating me. November second. November second. November second. Yeah, exactly. Get your garland out. But I, I'm just saying. I feel like Thanksgiving erasure is okay. Wow. You know, Dylan, that's my mom's favorite holiday. Okay. Well, we we all gather around. I don't believe watch believe in what... giving thanks or the pilgrims. Wow. What a Grinch. Anyway, um, that's all I got. Okay. Um, I I've got some news here. Um, a lot of it will go pretty quickly uh, because. Uh, I'm I, I'm taking over for the video game section since that used to be what Ron would do. So we do have some video game news. Um, we have a they announced a Quiet Place video game from um, Saber Interactive, who has done no major games. <laughs> so that's a good sign. It's coming out in uh, 2022, and I mean, okay, they've done some games, but like they've done some remasters you know what i mean like they haven't done like in a lot of their own stuff um it's coming out 2022 we don't know much about it and it's going to be a quote terrifying new video game but it's going to be um deliver an original story and gameplay that captures the compelling suspense emotion and drama for which the series is famous um i'm sorry it's published not, not not to dylan myself here it's been it's um it is being published by saber but it is being developed by Illogica, who has also made nothing. Ron's not um, here to correct you. You can say it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, it's I'm it's something that I will most likely skip, but I thought it was interesting since that is a movie that we talk about and have we, we, we have reviewed both of them. Um, but yeah, a movie that I would never have expected to get a uh, a video game. And along that same vein. Um, the Wu-Tang Clan is getting an RPG on Xbox. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. Um, again, speaking of surprising game news, um, this is going to be uh, an unannounced developer is going to be creating an RPG associated with Wu-Tang Clan. Um, specifics about the project are not currently known, um, but it's going to be um, seasonal content, most like most likely. Um, and it's going to be um, tied into the lore of the group and probably some martial arts fighting is what I would assume. Um, Cause there was a previous Wu-Tang game on the PS one. I think it was called Wu-Tang something of Shaolin shadows of Shaolin or something. It was a really not good fighting game. Um, but 
I would be very excited to try out a brand new Wu-Tang game um, if they do actually get to come out with that. Um, to uh, one other game announcement, um, the creator of Stardew Valley, Concerned Ape, has announced a new game, surprising everybody. He's got a new game called Honkle- I'm sorry, Haunted Choc- uh, Chocolatier, which is going to be um, Stardew, Valley at- Stardew Valley-esque. Uh, you know, the same sort of graphic style, but instead of uh, having a farm, you have a chocolate shop. Um, and he released a couple minute trailer. Uh, it looks really cool. I love, love Stardew Valley. I, I don't know. Are you guys fans of Stardew Valley at all? I've never played it. Oh, it's so I haven't good. played it, but I've seen lots of videos of it and I have no good reason for not playing it, but this looks really fun. And it's like it, a little bit more action-y too, yep. you know? So it's, it's Stardew Valley really is me. Animal Crossing with a story. Oh, okay. So I, I mean, love like Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's it's. Think of it. Also, if you ever played uh, Harvest Moon, it's like a more grown up Harvest Moon. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it's definitely just Animal Crossing. But there's characters that like they have lives and birthdays, and yeah. you can be friends with them, and they'll start hating you. And the animal oh, characters or, or have lives. Good. How dare you? Come on, Animal Crossing <laughs> characters. The only character in Animal Crossing that matters is Blathers. Okay. <laughs> now the, not Isabel Slander. Uh, no, Blathers is the greatest um, character in the, in the series. Um, uh, Tom Nook is uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' equivalent, and he needs to uh, <laughs> relinquish his empire, seize the means of production. I agree with that. Yeah, take his right. spells. Oh, I love Tom Nook <laughs> <laughs> only because he got the fits. You know, what I'm saying? capitalist. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he knows how to get this money, though. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to respect the hustle. He's going to get mm-hmm. his bag. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, and the last bit of gaming news. Uh, so when I'm taking over for Ron, I'm not going to do all the gaming trailers. Like there's a new Halo trailer. I feel like Halo, go look at it. However, the big exciting trailer, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition came out. Uh, they released a trailer for it. We were all kind of speculating of what this would, what this would look like. Cause this sort of uh, announcement sort of came out of nowhere, right? Like uh, a month or two ago that they were doing a remaster of uh, three San Andreas or three Vice City in San Andreas. Uh, and this trailer looks awesome. They cleaned it up a lot, uh, and it looks really, really good. Uh, and I absolutely love these games. And it looks like they've updated the controls a little bit so that you can actually play three. Um, three is unplayable, like nowadays. I, they've moved so far past uh, how that game started out, and it's borderline unplayable. Uh, the the original on PS2. So it looks like they've uh, updated the the controls for that. Uh, as well as Vice City to match San Andreas's controls, so that's really cool. Um, were y'all big fans of this of these on the PS2? Not really. I never no. played. I played them. San Andreas. <laughs> oh, San Andreas is the best one. So yeah, I was addicted to it for a while, but I played so much San Andreas. Did you ever play the co-op, the hidden co-op? No. Yeah, there was there's hidden co-op mode that you had to if you like would walk over this certain like power up and hit the start button on another controller another person would spawn and you could go do little co-op missions. It was super cool. That's cool. Yeah. Are they going to uh, have that in this? Yeah. I, like I mean, I assume. I assume, right? Oh, like easier co-op? co-op? Uh, I, I can't imagine they would add that. No, I don't think they would. Well, they I have think like, it, like more multiplayer aspect to it, right? Like the sandbox multiplayer. On, on this one, I don't think they do. I think this oh. is just um, the single player versions of the game. How dare they? Now, the... I play. I have played GTA Three and Vice City multiplayer on PC because there were mods, <laughs> and uh, back in the day when I was in high school, 
um, when GTA 3 was released, it was supposed to have an online multiplayer thing, and the PC game was released with some of the code still intact. So the people went in and harvested the code and rebuilt it, and then you could play GTA 3 online, and it was super lit. But um, anyway, um, one little piece of wrestling news here. Um, Kenny Omega has broken the all-time rep- record as being the AAA Mega Champion for 738 days. Um, that is the longest anyone has ever held that belt. And that is the eighth longest time anyone has held any wrestling belt. So uh, good, good stuff there. Uh, he's also the longest hold reigning AEW champion, but that's a three-year-old company. So that's not a feat. Um, so believe the hype when I tell you Kenny Omega is the greatest, but uh, he's going to be <laughs> defending it against uh, Hio del Vikingo at Triple Mania Regia. Uh, on December 4th and he will not lose to to Vikingo. I don't pretty sure he won't anyway. I could be wrong. But yeah, this is a so Kenny Omega is uh he's got a North American belt and he's got the the world championship of the number one Mexican company. So really cool that uh he's out there doing all that all that stuff. But let's get into the movie news. Um I don't know Dylan if you've seen this. This is relevant to your interest a little bit. Um Roku has set up a deal with Nielsen to do, to start measuring, um, to start getting ratings from their streaming devices, Hmm. which is something Mm -hmm. that has previously not been like a big thing. Um, You know, so all your, you know, fake cable subscriptions, your sling, your Hulu, your YouTube live, I forget what they're all called. They all got their names, (laughs) you know, whatever, all your fake cable, well, can now, if you have a Roku, can now start affecting the ranking or affecting the the, the ratings of the shows you like, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that hasn't really been in the case, been the case before. I think maybe Nielsen is probably, a, I'm just spitballing here, but I assume Nielsen is a very old and outdated company that doesn't really have their finger on the pulse of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just now, hey, you know what? We got to pay attention to streaming. <laughs> they do. They do streaming now um but not like on that scale so that's yeah exciting i do i have a problem with the way they rank things i don't like it like oh, so so every they do a weekly ranking and it's by minutes watched so like the most whoever watched you know the most minutes is number one and the least minutes is at the end so if you're something that releases weekly you're not gonna rank oh. like because you had 20 minutes of new content that week but if you're a netflix show that released the whole season you're going to be at the top, you know? Oh, that is kind um, of whack. So something oh. like What If, who's 20 minutes weekly, will never... It, see, people will read it and be like, oh, it's not popular because people watch, you know, 500 minutes of Midnight Mass when that came out, you know? So it's just really mm-hmm. skewed. I don't like... The, I feel like they need a new way to rank things. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's got to be a better way for sure. Um, what else? Um, I've mentioned this movie many, many times. Um, Censor, uh, the modern giallo from prano bailey bond uh which is now on hulu and you all should have watched it is that um, like malignant it, no it is not like <laughs> malignant. it's uh it is objectively good and not like is it good or is i did like i liked i had a good time but is this movie good or terrible i can't tell is it as giallo as malignant <laughs> oh, oh that's that's what oh my god <laughs> oh that makes me so mad it's, i love i love james Wan. But get out of here. Got and him. Com- comparing Malignant to, to a Giallo. Get right out of town. There was red and blue lighting. Okay. No, this is Giallo, mate. Deep oh. red, Dario Argento. 
on 4K. Okay, film elitist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dylan, so you know what? Oh, let me do this story. <laughs> so Sensor um, has Vinegar Syndrome is uh, one of my favorite uh, Blu-ray release labels. Uh, and they've announced that they were doing a 4K for this. I mentioned it a couple of months back. However... Uh, I will read this to you. Uh, we regret to inform you due to various logistical and technical issues outside of our control. We will unable be unable to release sensor on 4K UHD. It will instead <gasps> be offered as a deluxe Blu-ray with the same Black Friday release date. Um, but they're giving everyone um, uh, a refund uh, for the difference. Hmm. So, Are you devastated? Um, I am devastated. I'm beside myself. Uh, how, I mean, however, it Sorry wasn't 4K. Lost. It wasn't on 4K anyway on uh, streaming, so I was looking forward to that. But I'm still still think it is a good idea to pick this up from Vinegar Syndrome. Um, Monica, I converted Monica to at least she picked up one of their one of their uh, releases. Which and, one? Uh, because it had Pedro Pascal in it. Prospect. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and and they, their releases are top notch. You will not buy a better Blu-ray than mm-hmm. anything they put out so they, what i'm hearing is pedro pascal did the heavy lifting there oh yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, okay. I, just, I just i just pointed the i just pointed monica's spotlight <laughs> look over there. look at like, this hey, hey monica look the stuff this thing Listen, like. it had it had trading cards and one of the trading cards was pedro of course i had to get it okay get it created <laughs> you send like. it it's off to style. <laughs> yes <laughs> get it graded um but yeah anyway um so there was something else I was about to talk about, but I forgot. Oh, um, it was a Giallo thing, but it's all gone. Um, anyway, other movie news. Um, Hayden Christensen is returning <gasps> to Star Wars. Let's go! For Ahsoka. <laughs> um, so yes, here. so he is going to be um, coming back. How, Monica, how do you feel about this as the, as our resident Star Wars uh, super, super fan? I am so hyped because either we're going to get flashbacks, which I'm okay with, or we're going to get Force, Force Ghost Anakin, which I'm super mega okay with. I I, uh, I want both to happen, but I definitely want the Force Ghost thing to happen more. Um, Yeah, I, I love their dynamic. I've always loved their dynamic. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Are you worried that their dynamic will be like different with different actors and, or, or do you think, are you pretty confident in it? Uh, okay. So yes and no. I, I like what Matt Lanter and um, Ashley Eckstein have, have done with the roles um, in, in the TV shows, but for this sense, it's still Filoni at the home. I'm confident that he'll still steer them in the right direction. And I'm sure we'll direct them, of course, in their own styles, but still direct them in the way that he's directed Ashley and Matt as well. So I'm, I'm confident. I'm just excited. So that's good. I mean, yeah, I just, I love both characters. So there's, there's no hate from here, from me here. I'm um, team forest ghost as well. I think no more, ghost no would be super cool. And it's exciting that it's like, actually you know not not a voice casting you know like a real true blue mm-hmm. like he's going to be in this thing mm-hmm. so that's that's really awesome and i'm i'm here for it um but when do we even know when ahsoka's coming out uh, not for a long time right yeah i don't i think it's next year i don't know oh, i can't it? keep up yeah i, I, I forgot <laughs> release dates are all made up at this point i know um, yeah i do think it's funny that like 
I'm not talking about Star Wars fans, but like the general population is like everyone seems very excited about this, you know, but like, yeah, it's the same thing as with like Andrew Garfield appearing in maybe appearing in the next Spider-Man. It's like y'all hated that a little bit ago, you know, it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you don't get to be excited with all the people who actually maybe enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Right. It's just mm-hmm. a little annoying to me. Like the revision yeah. is like, oh, sweet. He's coming back. It's like you probably dumped on him all over Twitter for yeah. a very long time. So it's just interesting that there's like nothing but positive feedback to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I, I, I like that for sure. Um, only a couple more stories here. I got two trailers. Uh, one that I forgot to send you all. So you didn't see it. Um, there's a documentary on Kevin Smith coming out uh, at the end of the next month called clerk. Um, you sent direct- that. You oh, did it. I? Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. I thought I forgot to send it. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, directed by Malcolm Ingram, who is a longtime friend and collaborator with Kevin Smith. Uh, and I thought this looked pretty good. Um, it doesn't, I mean, I used to be a really big Kevin Smith fan in high school, as I think a lot of dudes probably were. Um, <laughs> I uh, So I, it's, it's a lot of ground that I've seen covered in every interview under the sun, you know, but like, uh, I'm excited. It looks well made. What did y'all think of this trailer? Um, it, it looks good, but I'm not really that big of a Kevin Smith fan. So, you know, I mean, I like the guy, I respect the guy, but I just, I never really cared for, um, his movies. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I definitely get that. And I definitely, um, fell out of love with them. You know, I, I mean, I still really like certain ones. I got love chasing Amy still. Um, I think Mallrats is still pretty fun and clerks is good. Jersey girl. I mean, Jersey Girl's not that bad, honestly. He dumps on it, but it's not that bad. Does he? Yeah, it's like his most ripped on movie by himself. Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> it's the first movie he made that was not a part of his little connected universe, you know? Mm. Oh, okay. But I'm kind of in the same boat as Monica. Like, I'm not I, that's, that's what a I super fan, but it looks like it's well made. It does. It, it does look like a solid documentary, so I'll, I'll be checking it out. It comes to VOD uh, the 23rd. Oh, it's going to be... Oh, wait. Uh... I'm I'm tripping. Yeah, it comes out. Uh, I don't have a date next month sometime. Okay. Um, to streaming, of course. Um, two more pieces of news. Uncharted. The trailer is out. Um, with uh, mm. Tom Holland and uh, everyone's favorite Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh. So Dylan, I have to ask you. Didn't you you said you saw an Uncharted trailer, but with unfinished effects, or did that not happen? Okay, so the receipts are here. I was not lying because I I detailed the plane cargo action set piece like a month ago. So I did watch it early at the theater with like bad green screen, unfinished effects. It was part of the test. Have you uh, ever done that, Monica, where like you come out of the theater and a guy with a tablet is like, hey, can you answer some questions? And then you answer the questions and then he shoves a tablet in your face and like, watch this trailer. (laughs) That and has on, never happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me once. It's happened to Dylan a bunch of times. Um, I guess if you go to, if you, I approach him now, like oh, we're okay. cool. I'm like, Hey, what, you, what trailers you got? I literally did that last time he went and he was like West side story. And I was like, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Well, I've already seen that trailer. The, the That's me though. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, so Dylan saw this months ago, right? This is very similar to what I saw. Um, okay. And it it's, did and and it still un- did nothing, and for they're me. unfinished. Yeah. Also, I don't care about this game franchise, and this looks like a movie that 
will just be forgotten. In- it looks very mm-hmm. like stale or dated. Yeah. Yes. Looks like mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. I don't you believe know. I like Tom Holland a lot, but I don't believe him as like cool action star dude. You no, know, not at all. Like mm-hmm. he was in that movie Cherry, kind of acting that way too. And I'm like, what? What Who career path is this guy taking? Like, <laughs> he's the adorable, like nerdy guy. You know, I don't. He doesn't have to be typecast as Peter Parker, but like, he's not this, in my opinion. I'll wait till I see it to actually say that. But between that and Mark Wahlberg, and by the way, I did in my extensive form for the testing say why i didn't want to see that and i put mark Wahlberg as racist <laughs> on the tablet i love that it clearly didn't work because he's still in it but you know maybe <laughs> he won't be an uncharted <laughs> um, um i don't know yeah, it did not i'm sorry I, I just don't care at all about the franchise I, and which was like very blasphemous at the time when i was at gamestop because it's like oh yeah uncharted I don't care, man. This it's like Tomb Raider, right? I don't know. Wow, Michael. I just didn't care. Um, but the I saved my best story for last year. My most controversial story for last. <gasps> um, it's about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um <laughs> I don't like this headline. Um, don't the like headline. It. So in a recent interview with Screen Rant, Idris Elba was asked about his role as Knuckles. If you remember, he's cast as Knuckles the Echidna. Um, uh, in the past, uh, uh, the, 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 this article, if there's one thing Elba is known for, it's playing dashing characters with lots of sex appeal. Um, in this interview, he was asked about, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two and asked about whether Knuckles would be sexy, uh, or not uh, a sexy take on Knuckles. And he said, honestly, I cannot say contractually, I cannot say anything, but I wouldn't say he was sexy. I don't think I'm going for that. That's for sure. So. We're not getting sexy knuckles. Listen, th- I wouldn't say that. We all have tried to be something we're not at some point in our lives. And maybe he's like not going for sexy, but like that's what we're gonna get. But the you know? sexy like, shines he can't through. he can't like just remove that part of his performance, you know? Mm-hmm. Least, I don't in. think so. So I'm I'm not too disheartened by this because even if he's not going for that, I feel like that's what we're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here for uh, knuckles thirst traps. Yeah, (laughs) I'm ready for the TikToks about how hot Knuckles is. Yeah, it's gonna be me making them. So, man, um, yeah, right. It's just Monica becomes the Knuckles simp. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh man, um, but that that's it for my news this week. Um, but uh, thanks, Monica, for uh, for hanging out with us. And I know you're coming back next week. Uh, yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Next week is last night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, are we are we pre-ranking that? And that's not a power rankings movie. We don't need to do that. I'm hyped. It's gonna be good. That's yeah. <laughs> it's, ne- it's neon, right? That's our new our new stand. Is it? Is it? I guess there's it neon is. on the poster. There's neon on the poster. I, I might oh. just be confused by color. That happens a lot. I um, think it's a fox searchlight or searchlight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. But uh, you all need to uh, make sure you come out this weekend to uh, all all the bedrocks for the for the sale. Come to Clear Lake, especially. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be, make sure you come out on Sundays. We're gonna be in Kigurumi's. Mm-hmm. We, we brought the gimmick back, Dylan. <laughs> Monica, who'd it. you get? Who'd you get? Uh, I got Psyduck. Psy-y-y-y. <laughs> uh, I got I got Gengar. Uh, Gengar. 
Do they make a sandworm, Kigurumi? Man, they need to get that license. Just, or like your yeah, face just, is just inside yeah. of it. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that just a sleeping bag? Yeah. It's just a tan sleeping bag. It's just a cat suit. at the VMAs. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I love it. But anyway, um, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. This is Dylan. Thank you. It's Monica. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next week. <laughs>